listeners, my name is Yadu from the south side of India and welcome to Machan vs. the World podcast. I've been lucky enough to be studying at a university in Moscow with students from across the world. I want to use this opportunity to learn more about the different peoples through their stories. Join me on this journey across the world through stories told by the people that have lived them. With me, you're Machan. That means bro in South Indian languages. I hope you learned something new with me today. Hello, everybody. We are going to a place in the podcast where we've never been before. It is Northern Europe. It's Scandinavia. And with me, we have Charlotte from Norway. Charlotte, how are you? I'm great. How are you? And how are um, you all? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'd be lying if I say I'm great with all the situation happening there. But I can mm. see that, you know, it's quite early in Norway. It's 9.30 Russia time and it's 7.30 Norway time and the golden hour sunlight is illuminating your face and your <laughs> background. So it's, it's perfect. I'm, I'm so happy that I got a chance to talk to you because the way we met was really, really interesting because we were both trying to play with reindeers and I see this girl in this red traditional Nanette clothes playing with a reindeer and we started talking and... Coincidentally, she's from Norway and she knows a lot about reindeer. And I'm like, wow, this person knows a lot about reindeer. And you're the first Norwegian I ever met. So I'm quite happy that you joined the podcast. And one small thing. Today is the birthday of my favorite Norwegian. Who is? Today's not your birthday, right? It's not my birthday. <laughs> um... my... Okay, make a guess, make a guess. I only told you who this is. Did you? I, did. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, you don't know this person, but I told you I that he's the only Norwegian. Yeah. He is former Manchester United manager and player, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Solskjaer. Okay. I, 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 yeah. You don't know who that is. I, I talked to you about him and you're like, who is this Norwegian? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but, it was such a long time ago since we talked last time. It was yeah. like in December. So yeah. I would like a memory refresher. Yeah. So, how are you? How is Norway? Oh, What's it's up? great. Um, but uh, I have to say, and of course, admit that uh, we don't have a lot of sunlight uh, when mm -hmm. it's winter. So, it can cause a lot of people to feel very fatigued. Um, so, when the sun finally is out, like now, and this is not very usual, um, so this is a special day. Um, yeah. We, we, we do our every best to like get out and, and see it and like take long walks, even though it's like super, super cold. So yeah, right. we really lo love the sun. Yeah, I think today's a perfect day for the podcast, isn't it? <laughs> mm. <laughs> it is. a, little sun, a little sun is agreeing <laughs> to that. So <clears throat> you are from a city called Asker, which is like 45 minutes from Oslo, the capital, correct? Yes, I would say it's like 45 minutes by, by train. If you want to head mm -hmm. to like Oslo uh, Central Station, it's like 45 minutes. I would say um, it's the place that people usually go whenever they want to get into the main points of uh, Oslo. So, yeah. Right, right, right. So, it, as part of the introduction, I have to introduce what you do. And you have kind of like a dream job for a lot of people who I personally know, <laughs> which is you, 
I don't know how to describe it. You work with animals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a funny way to describe it. I work with animals too. That's my department, but you work with real animals. And that's kind of like a really interesting job. Could you tell us more about that? Definitely. So um, I, I don't work there anymore because right now I want to work uh, some, uh, somewhere else. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a place called uh, Lange Drag Naturpark. Um, and it's a mountain farm, but also it's kind of like a lodge and then uh, like a wildlife sanctuary. So uh, they have a lot of um, farm animals who are very great at living in very extreme conditions. Uh, but at the same time, they also have wild animals uh, to educate also the Norwegian population about animals and how important they are for the ecosystem because Norway specifically has a really great problem with wolves um, politically a lot of people Um, want yeah uh, what's the problem are they like are they endangered or do they prey on livestock what's the problem with wolves in Norway Uh, the problem is that people think People, not most of them, but some people, a very few part of the population believe that they are uh, a danger to people, but also to their sheep and their livestock, which is true. But wolves hardly take any livestock at all. Uh, They take very, very few. um, And there is The problem is that people are also very uneducated about wolves and their importance to the ecosystem. So I would actually say that the main problem is that people want wolves extinct and that the politicians are mostly listening to a very small part of the population. Mm. So so your farm, you say, educates people on the importance of these apex predators mm-hmm. like wolves. So have you actually interacted with the wolves in the farm? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I have wow. gone. Yeah. I've gone inside a lot too, because we have a wolf enclosure. We have two wolf packs. Uh, there's one wolf pack where I, I've only gone inside too, and it's the wild wolves. So the wild wolves, um, it is the only place that is kind of safe to go inside to. Um, because the socialized wolves, uh, they, will, they will have interacted with humans since they were small. So instead of seeing humans as, because usually you uh, will see humans as a very dangerous species that they don't want to be anywhere near. So mm-hmm. if you encounter a wolf in the wild or like, yeah, we can just like say in the forest, you're walking in the forest uh, and then suddenly you see a wolf and the wolf doesn't uh, uh, see or hear you because maybe there's like some uh, downwind so it won't smell you either um, you can actually just make a really loud sound and the wolf will be very startled and then it might notice you and then it will just run in the opposite direction because they mm. don't want to take any chances and this is the reality of how wolves are very a very shy species and a lot of people believe the opposite they believe they're very aggressive they will they, they, they kind of act like wolves will attack you at any chance that they get, right. which is very wrong. Um, and this is why it's more dangerous to go inside, to, for example, 
socialized, a socialized wolf pack that have been socialized from the start with humans because they won't see you as uh, another, uh, another species. They will see as one of theirs. And then that means that they will also see you as a threat to, you know, that you can take their uh, territory, that you will be a competitor. Uh, wow, a really? Competitive pack, yeah. Um, but then if we take um, a wild wolf pack instead, they won't, they won't do the same thing because they will see you as, as um, another threatening species, but not like a competitive, competitive species because they won't know you. They won't know every trick that is right. up your sleeve, you know? That's quite contradictory in the sense, no, mm. I had a perception of it being quite contradictory that the socialized wolves will be more friendlier to you since, you know, they grew up around human beings for such a long time and the wild wolves would be more dangerous because they know that it's a human, it's a, maybe if you're alone or something, then if you're an entire pack and they can lean on you. But that's quite interesting, that perception of mine kind of changed right now. Have you read Jack Lenton's White Fang? Uh, yes, I have. <laughs> That's, that was one of like the earliest novels that I read. And it deals around something like wolves and kind of this relationship and domestication. Not domestication, when like wild wolves becomes domesticated for the protagonist mm. or something, if I remember correctly. So yeah, wolves are quite interesting. What? So, so one more question. It's going to sound quite stupid, but do wolves mm. reply back to you if you howl? If you say, would they reply back to you? in wolfish uh it's kind of hard to say i wouldn't say i'm like the biggest expert on wolves like i know a lot of like <laughs> i have read a lot about it like since i was young especially and ha i have the experience of working with it a bit but um <clears throat> wolves are very different in personality as well uh wolves mostly you know they can howl to summon pack members and then they can also uh, howl to, you know, give give a threatening howl to other uh, packs, like to, right. to establish their territory. Um, right. For example, what I've seen with domesticated wolves is that when you start like a ha uh, start howling, yeah, like a pack rally, they they like they will join you because they feel like more connected with you. So yeah. So so so, so a human can actually start. Uh... Uh, howl and the wolves yes. will join you wow oh, I, 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 I don't know about every wolf because you know wild ones they might be a bit scared like if they hear yeah. it in the wild they might be like <laughs> what is that it, it sounds off pitch <laughs> yeah they'll be like why is this guy so excited <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wow that, that's interesting i want to do that well that's quite something so Let's get to Norway. Let's establish your location. Who are your neighbors? Where are you located in the world? Okay, so we're located in one of the Nordic countries. So it's above uh, Germany and France. Um, our closest neighbor or the people that we kind of border, it's, it's Russia. Um, it's a bit of Finland and then Sweden. Uh, we might even say, I mean, I Iceland is like <laughs> almost like an island, but I feel like we still have like a strong connection because like when we were kind of like Vikings, a lot of uh, Norwegians traveled to Iceland because, you know, so when we were Vikings, apparently like Swedish 
the Swedish Vikings, they went more to the east, the eastern countries. So they went to Russia, for example. They they have a yeah, like Russian royalty have a lot of yeah. um, Viking connections to yes. It's called the Rurikovich. That's from yes. Rurik, which is a Scandinavian name, and that is the first great dynasty of Russia. So the first great dynasty of Russia actually descendants of Scandinavians. And it's funny because I actually did a lot of research, re- like genealogy research. Mm-hmm. I went back to what my direct as- this, uh, ascendants, I guess. Yeah, ancestor. Ancestor, yeah. Uh, what my direct ancestors would be. And I, it, t- it took me so many days. I actually did it my, for my paternal grandfather as a gift. Um, right. And he is a direct descendant of Rurik. The one. For real? <laughs> yes. Your, your granddaddy is Russian royalty. <laughs> yeah, by many, many years behind. <laughs> wow. But you can actually trace your way all the way back to, to Rurik through DNA yeah. or by looking at records and archeo- yeah, records. archives. Uh, ah. Records. It, like there's wow. a lot of like good websites, but like I would, I would really, you know, be sure and like check um, but I think that a lot of people, especially like born like in Northern Western Europe, has has at least like one royal uh, ancestor wow. that they can easily trace back to. Because I mean, I, I just I just see it all the time. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. You, you guys had so many royals, maybe. <laughs> and so less people. Because in any case, I don't think that would be the same. But mm, nice. So your royalty, I'm talking to Russian royalty right now. Oh, my word. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. So in your introduction, you used the word Nordic. So what does Nordic mean? So Nordic are um, the five Nordic countries. So we have uh, we have all the Scandinavian countries in the Nordic countries. And Scandinavian is also Norwegian, Swedish, Dan- Danish. And then with the Nordic countries uh, as a whole, that's like Iceland and Finland included. And that's like the five, the five ones. People and might say that, you know, Greenland or the Faroe Islands is also like included. I don't know. <laughs> but, but what do all these countries share in common to be given that common classification? Uh, at least for Scandinavian, it's based on territory. So th- the whole of Scandinavia, so Sweden, Nor- Norway, and Dan- Denmark, that's like, it's called the Scandinavian territory, like from a really, really, or the ter- Scandinavian lands, like from a really, yeah, from a, a long time ago. Uh, the, the Nordic, uh, I'm not completely sure. Um I, I guess it's I guess it's the same thing, uh, at least when it comes to you know. Because when it comes to Iceland with the Scandinavian countries, that's very understandable because we share a lot of the same history that we can like trace back right. to and lo- like we can see that our culture is ingrained. But then at the same time, for Finland, a bit more unsure because uh. they 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 actually come from a completely different historical group. Um, like it's it's a bit uh, Russian as well. Um, right. Finnish uh, uh, <laughs> population. How would you say it? Yeah, you understand. Um, their their heritage, like the genealogical yeah, the heritage. heritage of where they came from. Yeah. Interesting. 
So does it have anything to do with like the Norse culture, like the Norse, how to say mythology, where we get to hear about all these gods of like Thor and Ragnarok and all the things that Disney made famous, like a few, I mean, Marvel made famous like a few months back. I have like a list of like terms, like Norse mythology include gods like Thor, Odin, Sior, Freya, Skadi, Njoro, Freyr. I, I, I massacred the pronunciations of half of them or even all of them. Apologies. But hey, it's so it's... bad. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but is that a common um, cultural link between the Nordic countries or the Scandinavian countries? I, I say Scandinavian because Finland, as you told, is slightly different. So between the Scandinavian countries, do you guys share this common mythology of the Norse culture? Yeah. I mean, we hardly... By the way, we hardly like talk about it. I know it's like, you know, through media, it's a really, really big deal. People think it's like really cool, right? But like yeah. here, we we don't we don't really talk about it like in Scandinavian or like in Iceland, uh, a lot bit more in Iceland because I can see that they, they still like, you know, keep some Nordic stuff more than, uh, you know, the Scandinavian countries. We, we we became more modernized, but I love that Iceland has this, you know, that they kind of like has some old like Viking like art. Um, yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, no, it's not it's not really a big deal. Like, yeah, sometimes we might think about it, but yeah, we don't. <laughs> it's 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 not. Um, did I answer your question? Well, no, yeah, I mean, like the, these parts and these countries do share that but it's not given as much relevance as marvel movies does with these oh. because i think like with the thor movie coming out this particular part this particular mythology became quite um quite popular of late and and there was this other movie it's called um eurovision and like there was oh, yeah. iceland and then there's like a small like they had trolls and stuff i was like yo these people actually you know this actually give importance to this part of their culture but that's an Icelandic yeah. case and they yeah, do think else. yeah yeah ding dong <laughs> you seen that movie oh yeah I I love that movie I think uh, I watched I, it I mean I watched it like many times because I I find I find the humor so special because yeah it's so it's also like you know you know when you're talking in your own language and like or if you want to like joke in, for example, like English, because I don't know, is, is English your native language or? No, it's like my second language. Okay. Uh, because yeah, for me too, as well, like English is almost my second language. And um, it just feels like when you're, you're joking in a language that you're not that native in, it's not going to be as funny. Yeah. Do you understand what I mean? I, I understand what you mean. <laughs> yeah, and I think that the humor from like the Eurovision movie, it's so it's so interesting because it feels, I don't know, it, it kind of like feels homely and heartwarming. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, um, but but it, but the movie is entirely in English, isn't it? So what part about yeah. your own language did you feel about it? Is it was it just the vibe of the Scandinavian um culture the social dynamics or was it something else that you found very homely about yeah it? and i i also think i think that i mean it's that but it also feels like it's 
it's just so socially awkward <laughs> and it makes it makes it so funny <laughs> that they like and also like that for example like the two main characters like they don't know like social norms like maybe we shouldn't do this I was it anyway like they, they don't even think that maybe we shouldn't do this like oh let's make a camel toe <laughs> like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that was that was really funny I, I, I for me it was an it was a nice movie where there were no villains in that movie there wasn't any negative characters in that movie even the russian guy was actually trying to you know help the girl become a better singer yeah it, 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 at this time, i feel so how to say so defensive talking about russia with all the things that happened because everybody likes to point russia as the villain and rightly so after what's been happening over the past three days and in that movie too it's kind of like the uh, anti-protagonist was a russian dude but in a way yeah he meant no malice so yeah no i think interesting is yeah i i think yeah. he yeah no i'm listening Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I think that um, <clears throat> a lot of people do think that he's like an antagonist, but I don't know. I, I really liked him because he was actually thinking about, you know, oh, what was, what, what was the girl's name? I don't remember. But um, her, uh, yeah, her potential. Like, yes. I, he genuinely yes. liked her, um, yeah. even though it sounded like he kind of like wanted to keep her as like a a trophy like I wouldn't right. say completely objectifying because I don't think that was what he was but like mm, I don't know like maybe 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 just like a bit um I want her all to myself because right. she could be like a nice accessory me rich and handsome she nice and, and kind <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> it, yeah. I don't know it just sounds so weird um to me um but yeah <laughs> I think like uh for internationals that movie gave us a good dose of Scandinavia otherwise mm. ABBA ABBA came from ABBA came from Sweden yeah. yeah. So when I, when I was growing up, ABBA was quite popular between my cousins who was like really older than me. And I actually thought they were American or British because that's the thing. I wouldn't say Scandinavians have this very distinct English where I'll be immediately able to tell that you guys are Scandinavian. You guys, your, your English is quite assimilated to the wider scope of accent. No, standard accent English, which is more leading towards uh, Great Britain or the United States. Unlike, you know, an Indian English or like Nigerian one or an Arab one. So when I was listening to ABBA, I was like, these guys are pretty much American or something. But only later in life, I got to realize that ABBA is actually from Sweden. And wait, it, Sweden's part of Scandinavia too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, okay, it's cool, cool. Denmark, Sweden and Norway. Sweden and Norway. Okay. Yeah. Fine. So what do you guys think about that? What do you guys think about your... your distinct identity as Scandinavians, but how you guys have been like almost seamlessly became this English speaking Europeans where anyone going there doesn't have to learn your language. And that's the same for Finland too, as our friend mm -hmm. Anna Katri told uh, when we were there in the meeting forum. So what do you think about that? Um, I think it's all right because I, I like, you know, I like when people kind of like come uh, internationalized um, mm -hmm. and I mean it also comes from that I know that a lot of 
uh, Scandinavians, they start uh, English or like the subject English in like an early age at school. I think I started when I was like, um, I think I was like seven or something. So that's when I started like learning really? English in school. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that, that's I, quite yeah. late. I started when I was four and from oh, kindergarten. Whoa, wait, what? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Maybe I'm not early or maybe they're not early <laughs> at all. Um, but okay. I think I, I, I think I know that and that at least it's because we don't really dub any of our movies. Like we don't dub or sometimes we don't, yeah, we don't have subtitles on. Um, so yeah, we don't we don't make it into like any of the Scandinavian languages. We just like listen to the original language, and it really helps us, you know, get accustomed to to listening and and just like picking up new vocabulary, like yeah, uh, verbally. And I think that's I think that's a great help, honestly, that we don't do that like through TV and everything. So yeah, I think that's why. Interesting. Yeah, because I when I when I go to like Germany or like France, like I always and you turn on like the TV and you can like see like American shows like you know um, like The Office and people say that it's actually like the British one's original one. But if I'm talking, okay, we can say which whichever one. But um, if yeah, that's that's like dubbed, you know. Um, right. And they they don't do that in. Hmm. Interesting. In Russia, it's the same. It's dubbing. And, and the thing is, when you speak Russian and you hear some uh, names which have been translated from English to Russian, it's quite funny. For example, Black Widow in English is the name of a spider. But in Russian, if you translate it literally, you're actually calling a widow woman black, which is kind of it's kind of okay. strange borderline <laughs> racist but they translate it directly from english to russian and that context is lost because i don't think russians call a black widow spider as a black widow in russian so it's kind of strange and spider-man when you translate it it's like spider plus man it's like it's like it's like what's what the scientific name of spider plus the scientific name of like homo sapien that's how i feel when i read translated Russian names, but for Russians, it's completely normal. So oh I, 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 I kind of understand that and not dubbing part of it. <clears throat> That's this, quite This is why you actually shouldn't dub. Now we have a good reason not to. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you start end up horrible. Yeah, I was like, Black Widow, that's quite a rude thing to say to anybody. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's quite interesting. And... Um, when talking about the Scandinavian countries in general, I think just by definition of being in Scandinavia, you guys have some, how do you say, unfair advantages, especially when it comes to winter sports. And congratulations, because Norway, as always, just won the, has the highest medal tally at the Beijing Winter Olympics 2022. How much a part of that is part of like the, lifestyle for an average Norwegian I'm talking slightly oh, more general in, I'm, ho, in ter- I'm sorry yeah I apologize if I, I'm talking slightly more general Scandinavian and not specifically Norwegian but um, I'm trying to kind of define Scandinavia 
a little bit because it's a place I don't know. And I will try to keep more specific to Norway as general. So what about that, the winter sports aspect? Okay, so, I mean, to be honest, and this is going to sound very, like, patriotic and very, like, oh, my God, I love my own country. We're the best. But seriously, when it comes to, like, especially, like, skiing or, like, any, like, skiing sports, Norwegians are just the best because we're very competitive, like, and also I'm a bit sorry to all Norwegians listening out there, but um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's too much of our lives at some point um, because I, I see that a lot of, uh, th- that we can get very obsessive about it. If we don't win, we will like cry and it's, it's going to be like wow. the, the worst. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, as long as we often win over, you know, Sweden, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so Sweden are your rivals. So beat Sweden yeah. and you can go home with a little bit of pride. But lose to Sweden, yes. then your mom is like, don't come home. <laughs> it's, it's the worst. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm actually like half Swedish uh, as uh-huh. well. Like I am actually a Swedish citizen. But I've oh, okay. been raised in Norway, um, and the uh, yeah the 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 brotherly right or the the brother rivalry it's like mm-hmm. it's it's very visible. Like a lot of other countries can see it too. Like we made this one song once about you know, or I yeah Sweden made this song about you know Norway and uh, how. Like yeah, that, they're gonna win, uh, and uh, but it was like a joke because it was actually made by Norwegians. Um, yeah, it's it's a really big thing. Uh, we're very competitive. Um, people usually say that Norwegians are born with skis on their feet. I mean, we start skiing <laughs> at a really young age. I remember when I was in elementary school, like the cur- curriculum was skiing as well. Wow, you had you had to ski, yeah, and we had to do it like at least like every winter um it's a really big thing here (laughs) oh wow (laughs) if you go to norway you have to go skiing you should because there i'm sorry but there's a completely missed opportunity if you don't try out skiing in norway and i'm not only like talking like alpine skiing but like um like cross-country skiing that's like a big big thing you know wow um I don't know how to ski, but I do know how to snowboard. So I like snowboard is like down a slope, right? So the skiing you're talking about is like when skiing across a flat, long distance type of skiing, correct? Yeah, that's that's the thing that we are mostly into. So if you mm. go, so when I'm talking about you have to ski in Norway, you have to do cross country skiing. I mean, alpine right. skiing is also nice. I really love alpine skiing, or like we call right. it slalom. Um, uh-huh. So that is, and we have very nice hills and very nice mountains, like a bit everywhere in the country. So that's right. also like a great opportunity to do here. Damn. I started my winter sports training in Russia and I learned ice skating. I, mean, I learned ice skating at age 22, age 23, and it's really fun. But Russians kind of don't consider it like manly enough, but I love it. Okay. I love ice skating. <clears throat> And I tried snowboarding too. And I snowboard, fell, dislocated my right shoulder. For one month, I was in braces. But then I went back on the slope. And now I can like decently go. But I have to learn how to, you know, 
Kanto mm, atsa. I, mm. I don't know the English okay. for it. It's like cantation like, or something. Yeah, but I, I know I know what this is. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I don't know how to explain it in English because I learned how to do that in Russian. So uh, mm. um, my vocabulary is limited in that sense. But there's, how do you say, uh, obsession towards ice uh, winter sports. It's quite like an important part of Norwegian and Scandinavian cultures too. So pretty cool. Yeah. And um, let's talk a little bit about the history of Norway. As you did mention, you did talk about the Vikings and that also goes to play a really big role in the, how, at, at least how international countries perceive Scandinavian countries. So I'm not sure from the Norwegian perspective, which you can uh, summarize right now. So what, how would you, do, what, what's some, how early would you go back when you're talking about Norwegian history? Um, I would mostly say to the Viking Age because that's when we, you know, we, because people think of like Vikings as like, oh, like barbarians. Like the only thing we did was like plunder, uh, raid. Uh, wait, what? Uh, Pl- plunder. That's right, raid. Oh yeah, and... plunder. Oh yeah, plunder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but they were really great craftsmen as well. Like there's there's a lot of art. Like you have the mythology part of it. You have like uh, poems. Like they love like poems. You know, if you could like write like poems, they would be like wow. Uh, at that time, <laughs> um, <laughs> and like yeah, you know, blacksmithing and everything. Um, because the um, so I would say that that's like the most significant uh, part of history like that is early but at the same time you know I feel like a lot of people um, from other countries like I met a lot of people in in the UK they really like obsess over you know when people are Scandinavian because they think of like Vikings, but like, it's such a long time ago. Like, man, we're not like that anymore. Why are you like, why are you like such a fan of that? Um, (laughs) I think there was like a series called Vikings and that kind of made like Viking, Mm. at least a war culture popular uh, not too long back. Yeah. Yeah. But Vikings are cool, to be honest. Like the, the, the stereotype is they have like these horned helmets and they get on boats and they go across Europe and start plundering people. But oh, yeah. we um, didn't we didn't have that. I don't I don't understand where that comes from. Where did that come from then? I have, you guys actually have no idea. No. <laughs> I, I blame Disney for all of this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that's that is the thing. Yeah, like media. Um yeah. and picturing yeah. people as things that they aren't, but you know, that's fantasy. So what's the fun without it sometimes? So how do you see them? How do you see Vikings as? Like- um, I would say I appreciate the art of it, like the art, the mythology, like the culture, but don't mm-hmm. like just look at it like from the barbaric point or like, you mm. know, that we, we used to like kidnap people. We used to like murder people like in the most br- brutal ways. Like I remember that's, that, that there's like a practice we had I always say we, but it's, I don't know. <laughs> we, it's like um, you you have like a practice called the blood eagle. So you kind of, from what I remember, it looks very, it looks very grotesque, but you, you rip out the, the rib cages and you kind of like unfold it and you make it look like kind of like wings on people. 
Yeah. Jesus. It looks, it looks pretty disgusting. Um, <laughs> and that's like the thing that people, I think, believe are like the most fun things about like Vikings, like the brutality. Um, have you watched a movie called Midsommar? <laughs> I'm sorry, which one? Uh, Midsommar, like Midsummer, kind of. It's like no, a horror movie. Yeah, it's like it's it's supposed to be like in in Sweden, but it doesn't look like Sweden at all. So I don't understand. And the they in the movie it's like very cultish. They have a lot of like pagan like b- because Viking the Vikings they had like pagan you know traditions right. and and like rituals. And in that movie you can like see see some of it, but at the same time it, it feels like a I don't know like a dream. Um, right. Like you don't know if you're hallucinating or something. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I should check that movie out. But Vikings are also credited for something which I kind of learned quite late. As per the universally accepted dogma, the first Europeans to go to America, first Christopher Columbus, when he led the Portuguese fleet. I think, yeah, the Portuguese or was it Italian? I forgot. He, he found the new world. But actually there were colonies or migrations from Scandinavia to the northern part of Canada called Newfoundland and uh, Faroe Islands, Greenland. These migration patterns did exist. So there is like kind of North America wasn't like, I think it's factually wrong to say like the Christopher Columbus was the first European who found North America because Scandinavians have been going to North America through the Arctic Ocean route for quite some time. So there are, I, I don't know how extensive it is, but there are some sort of um, archaeolo- archaeological remains of that time in the northern Canada, Newfoundland and Greenland. Uh, how do you guys see that? How do you guys see this expansion of that culture to other parts of uh, Europe and America? I think it's very interesting because um, I think, as I mentioned a bit before, um, uh, oh no, I didn't, uh, but the Norwegian Vikings, they were the ones who, you know, kind of went west. So they were, mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. that's why yeah. they have a lot of, you know, a lot of people from Iceland actually comes from Norwegian Vikings. And then, yeah, Norwegians were really great, or like Norwegian Vikings were very great at, you know, traveling through the sea. So especially if there were like war at sea, they would like almost win every fight because they were just like the best at sea voyaging. Um, right. So I think it's pretty cool. Um, you know, I, you know, that where we had like, we had this influence in the world. Um, and yeah, um, the thing about, you know, Christopher Columbus, you know, being the first European in America or like North America. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people still teach that in school so that's yeah sad, you know yeah that's factually wrong I, i've been we've been taught that at school like christopher columbus mm-hmm. was the first person to come first european to give but like scandinavians had trading routes trading all i wouldn't I, would, I wouldn't call it colonies but i call it the settlement because uh, I, from what i read they didn't last they came back to uh mm-hmm. their home cu- country at one point which is interesting so scandinavians were the first uh, non-native americans this is interesting too and one other thing 
we we're, we're going in parallels with pop culture because a majority of my knowledge about Scandinavia comes from pop culture rather than really good research. Apologies. But did Frozen happen in Scandinavia or in, did Frozen happen in Norway in particular? Dude, the sun okay. is smiling on you like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder if I should move myself a bit to the side. Yeah. Um, Dude, I, I wish Russia had that kind of sun. Blin. It's very sunny there. And it's yeah. quite cloudy here in Moscow. <laughs> oh, well, I wish I could share some of the sun <laughs> with you. Um, I'll gladly take it. Yeah. I, I love to talk about this. So um, Frozen is actually hugely inspired by Norway. Um, and you can very much see it at least like in the traditional clothing. Um, I'm, I'm so, I'm so, 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 I'm so, I'm so, Charlotte. There's a little bit of interference with the sound. Oh. Could you, um, it, it started once you moved. Oh, could you okay. like plug so your headphone inside and out and see if it's fixed? Does it, if it fixed itself? Uh, wait, let me just, okay. Yeah. Okay. Can you hear me? Wait. Can you hear me now? I, I, I can hear you. I can hear you, but there's a little bit of like scratch on the sound. Okay, wait. What about now? Do you hear? Yeah, is it yeah. like a constant sound? No, uh, now it got slightly better. Okay. I'll try yeah. to talk like this. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so um, you can see it in the traditional clothing uh, of, for example, like easily in Anna. Uh, and in Elsa's coronation dress um, because we have like these like symbols and I think it's inspired by uh, some of our art designs that we have had like since you know the 1800s I think um, it's called Rosemaling kind of like resembles a bit like rose like it's okay no it doesn't so it's directly translated as rose painting um, mm -hmm. And then I also remember in um, in the last movie, like Frozen Two, that um, they had when they were like in the early in the early beginning of the movie, when like pe the people were like putting food on the table, I could like see like some Norwegian foods that I kind of like recognized. Mm. Um, yeah, and uh, well, it's actually like inspired by like. Uh, a Danish, uh, uh, oh, what's his name again? Hans. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> I always remember this name, but I now I can't. Um, and uh, yeah, of course, nature is also very inspired by Norway. Like the fjords, they always say fjords. And like, what country do you think of mostly when you say when you hear the word fjord? You think of that, Norway. <laughs> that was a question of mine. What is a fjord? Because you can't find a video in Norway without that word being used. How did you find a fjord? Is it just a river? Um, no. So, oh God, how would you explain? Yeah, how would you explain that? So, um, I actually have no idea. Like, it's so much easier, <laughs> like, pointing at, like, pictures and showing. Um, yeah, okay. So, if we're going to picture it visually... God, I'm such a terrible explainer. Um, <laughs> just <laughs> like imagine a so like far. a really big river, a really uh -huh. big river with like like mountain ranges like all around it. Ah, That's okay. like the best thing I could like explain visually how it looks like. 
and okay. it can be like and then like like between the mountains it and like the water it can be very um very green like it can have a lot of foliage around it um i would also say that you know when you go to fjord it's very um in 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 the summer it's very warm because it kind of like keeps all the warm air inside but then when it's like winter it can like be cold because it won't let out the cold air right so um yeah it's it's funny it's a funny contrast so uh, so what happens when it freezes in the winter is it still called the fjord yes it is ah, okay i i kind of get the idea it's like this ideal european vacation river <laughs> from our perspective yeah. nice 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 right um let me just pause for a second wait you haven't started okay so we are back <laughs> from our short technical interruption so let's continue with the history part so vikings were there and uh there in, while i was reading on norwegian history i found that your neighbors in norway were at one point or the other part part or wholly one country could you explain more on that um yeah so well this oh my god oh my god oh my god dude i lost your voice i can't hear anything hello oh my god can you hear me now let me pause okay we are back again (laughs) so apologies for the interruption and continue on with the history of norway well you were part of your neighbors when you were one country with the neighbors yes so uh many times we've been a part of denmark um and then we've also been at some point uh, denmark also gave us to sweden uh but norway has always wanted to like become its own independent country and it kind of happened like around 1814 when we signed something called grundloven or we made something called grundloven which is like it's it's actually it's translated as like base law um and today we have this very huge like yeah constitution day is that how you would call it like Mm -hmm. our national day um yeah the norwegian constitution day that's that's the word for it um it's on the 17th of may and it's a huge thing Uh, it makes us seem very patriotic but we're very proud that you know we kind of became our own country became independent that we are norwegians we are proud of who we are and uh, right. so on that day we or for example for me when i was young uh, i had to uh, partake or like participate like in in like um uh, like a walking party like <laughs> like a parade like, yeah for yeah parade <laughs> yeah that's the word <laughs> okay. we had to Uh, walk from some place and then we had to go up to some people like who live in also they go up to like the royal family and they like wave and the royal family like will wave back and like wave with their flags uh-huh. and we were like wave back um but uh, since i live in oskid and the um the the duchess kind of and like the duke or like the the head uh of the monarchy the, the first yeah the yeah the, the because the, the king and the queen they they live in oslo they have like okay. their palace in oslo or their okay. um, their castle but then their for uh, firstborn 
that they are like born in or they're not born but they are they live in Oskir and mm. as a tradition I would have to like me and my school we would like walk up to them like with some distance of course and we would like wave <laughs> them and then uh-huh. they would like wave back and we would like go past them uh, and then we would uh, go uh, with our parade to school and then when we arrive, you have to, you know, you have to sing songs. Like we have a hundred like Norwegian Constitution Day songs. Like and wow. we have to like know them by heart. Yeah, it's a huge thing. And um and then we have yeah, we have to, and it's it just looks really nice. Um we also wear our like traditional clothing, it's called Bunad. Uh, for mm-hmm. example, as well, and uh, depending on which region you're from, you can have like a different, like one bunad can look different from another one, and it's very right. you can like see which one is from where. Uh-huh. Um, and then yeah, when when you're also in school, uh, you will like your your family will come and they will like watch you as you're like as you sing and um, like for the country. <laughs> it wow. looks it sounds it's very. <laughs> It's quite an exciting day to be Norwegian, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's it's so funny because we have like you know six billion people. Um, <laughs> we're not like the 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 most visible people in the world because we're so few. Uh, but significant. But on that day, yeah, on that day, it will be on tv and we will you will like see on tv as well that there are like norwegian people who live like for example like in in london and everything and they will Mm. like they will also be like you know doing the same thing because they are actually norwegian and i think it's so funny like we're so small but yet on that day we're just like screaming to the world here we are (laughs) (laughs) no way in Norway everybody (laughs) interesting interesting can I ask a question it might sound quite naive but how do you on what basis is Norwegian identity based on in comparison to your neighbors of Denmark and Sweden because you are quite similar but Mm. you are different and you said Norway was part of the um, the kingdoms of these two countries at one point in your history and there was like lots of cross uh cultural exchange too so what differentiates a norwegian from a swede or a norwegian from a dane is it just the linguistic part or is there any other cultural uh, aspects that you which is quite noticeable and which is also not noticeable what do you think so i would say that how you would define most norwegian norwegian from the other scandinavians is that norwegians are a lot more outdoorsy Mm-hmm. They're very, like, they really enjoy walking. We also have the skiing part, for example. So a lot more athletic. I noticed that a lot of Swedes, they like to keep more at home. I, for example, I mean, I've lived in Sweden as well. So I, I noticed in my own family in Sweden, they, instead, they, when they go out, they like to, you know, go to a cafe, but, and like, you know, go shopping or like watching the cinema. But a Norwegian, if they say, let's go out, they mean let's actually go out and like hike for like six hours. <laughs> Damn. <nature>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's it's really wonderful because you know, why not? The the nature is absolutely beautiful. Um and another thing I would also say um is that oh god, I it just oh 
what about the language? What about linguistically? Um, wait. Can we stop the recording? Oh, wait, 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 wait. And we are back. One more time. <laughs> Promise, this is the last time that there's going to be an interruption. Apologies. So continue on, please. I was asking um, about the linguistical aspects of Norwegians yeah. and your neighbors. I mean, it's, it's a bit hard to explain. Like, we can understand each other a bit. We can't understand Danish people as much. Um, I would probably say that Norwegian people, when they talk, it's more like up and down in tones. Uh, so it's <laughs> a very sing-songy. It's more sing-songy than, for example, Swedish. Um, at the same time, I would kind of say that I think, in my opinion, that Swedish, it can sound, it dep- if you come from like Stockholm, it can sound like a, li- more, a little bit more sophisticated, elegant, and like a bit more feminine. And the Norwegian is more, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, you're like, <laughs> kind of like, <laughs> like that, I don't know. Um, it's, so it's, it's more gender neutral. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard, it's know. hard to say. Do you know, like, um, when Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was the manager of Manchester United, so his English is, he's lived in Manchester for, like, 10 or 15 years, so his English is quite Mancunian, and he has this Norwegian aspect of it, and he always says, fantastic, 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 oh, yeah. all the time. <laughs> Even if you're losing 3-0, in one interview, he would have said the word fantastic at least once, which was kind of annoying, but I kind in of Norwegian. see that these Norwegians have this habit of, like, being quite optimistic in at least from mm. my observation of Solskjaer of being optimistic and always being kind of like smiley and you know uh like it all sing-songy um uh, reverberation of sound so that's quite uh, it's kind of annoying when you're losing a game 2-0 and your man is like the voice said fantastic and I'm like no it didn't <laughs> I've never seen him be quite rude or mean which he had, which he should have been sometimes to the players, but, you know. Well, yeah, that's quite an interesting aspect too. So um, what happened afterwards? When did Norway become like its uh, own self or an independent country that it is now? Um, So that was from what I remember. It's a really long time ago. (laughs) So since I've had my history lessons on it, and I don't think I'm as patriotic as other Norwegians, but it should it should have been like in 1814 um, because like that's, yeah, that's also the day that we talk about the most. Um, so yeah, I would say that. Also what you talked about, uh, you know, that people sound very sing-songy and, you know, people sound very happy. Uh, I think that's also something to do with personality a bit from because from what I noticed, um, Norwegian people and a lot of Scandinavians were not very... We don't like to complain. Um, for example, what I've noticed about you know Germans and many uh, people from France is that they they do they kind of do complain and it's not a big deal. But if you if you like complain or you're very negative, like and you're with like a Scandinavian pe- person, they'll be like, oh my god, what is happening? Why are you so negative? Okay, can we stop being it? Because they're also they're very tolerant people. So they, right. they, they kind of like prefer to like look on the bright side of things and not, you know, try mm. to bring the mood down because they will like feel very bad. Um, that, that is, that's 100% how my manager was 
exactly how you're describing wow. it. Wow, <laughs> that's funny. But then at the same time, people say that Nor- Norwegian, Swedish people, and Danish people are a lot more colder. Like we're harder to, you know, become friends with because we're cold and we're we don't, you know, like to get into other people's spaces. And we, yeah, we like. I don't know if you know, but we do keep quite our distance with people. If we notice someone like coming up to us, like very much in our face when we're talking with them we'd be like oh my god <laughs> we will like be taking steps like there there's a thing that if you go on the bus um mm-hmm. and like every every but like every bus seat is taken but like but not the not the seats next to the person around right. you know what i mean so there's like still like only like 50% of the spots are taken then right but all the window spots are taken by the way right it's gonna be weird to like sit next to someone that you don't know so sometimes you would just rather like stand up even if there's like free seats and yeah. i've done this like a hundred times so yeah <laughs> oh my word you know in for from people from like eastern cultures like myself where the concept of personal space is for me the best way it doesn't exist in like a public transport or in like a public uh area perspective because of personal space doesn't exist if you don't even consider it i can be surrounded by four random strangers who are like pushing into my face in a big in a crowded bus i wouldn't be uncomfortable I, it's not it's not pleasant but i wouldn't be like uncomfortable same way you would say like i respect my personal space feel so in that sense all europeans for me in personally feel kind of um cold i don't like using that word but i'd say more uh i'd say ha- more the, the initiative is more on me to have an interaction with that person than it's on or uh, than if it's on a, like an equal basis i would kind of feel the same because in india it's quite easy to start a conversation with anybody just by anything but in this sort of setting russia is more on your side of the spectrum i wouldn't say more or less but it's more to more towards this uh respect to personal space uh in that regard so when you're like a guy from eastern culture it's kind of a guy or a girl from eastern culture it's kind of kind of strange I, I, you kind of become accustomed to you like how you're saying for me there are situations where i stood in the bus rather than chose to sit with a stranger I, in india i wouldn't even think i wouldn't even think of i wouldn't be aware of such a thing but here i'm like slip bit mm, should i and one other thing is like asking personal questions in the sense are you married do you have kids uh how is your mom if it's not a personal if, if it's not a friend if it's not a person that i do know quite quickly i i'm quite reluctant to ask all of these are like standard typical questions which doesn't have any sort of um baggage if you ask in to an indian person like an indian person of my age if you ask uh aren't you married yet it's completely normal it's like getting to know each other but if you ask in european setting you're european i am very very uh cautious how would they would take those kind of personal questions so that sort of personal space concept is very western in a sense at least from a indian perspective so i think one if you come to india you would find it quite a shock the way that thing happens but for my i think it's more fun when there's like a lot of people who are like around you all this cute is about what you are and what you like and 
than if it's like cornered off between people living their own compartments of their own world, which is the kind of life I do live right now in Moscow. So it's quite interesting that you brought that point up. <laughs> yeah, I would uh, also like for personal questions here, I if if you ask like a lot of personal questions like to to like a stranger or like so a stranger ask you that people will be like oh my god why are you asking that but they they won't be like really rude towards you and like tell you to like kind of get away but they will be like very put off by it cautious then, cautious yeah uh, but then as you you know if you're if you're like in a work environment and like uh you're working like yeah of course like with your colleagues and you ask like personal questions i find the regions to be quite a bit more laid back like in the work environment like if you have kids how old are your kids what school are they going to what are their hobbies what they do what do they do like you will like get to know uh, your co-workers a lot because they're so laid back like after right. after a while um, but I noticed that they're not, there's not always, they're not, there's, they are not always like that in other countries. So like, like, hmm. yeah, take Germans again. If you ask a German person uh, in their, if you're a colleague with another German uh, and you ask about, you know, um, personal questions, uh, they'd be like, why are you asking me? <laughs> Even if you got to know them a bit. Um, mm. But yeah, I would say, I would say that we're pretty laid back. Like also when it comes to like rules, um, we are like a bit law abiding, but we're not like unrationally law abiding, if you know what I mean. I do, um, I do. Yeah, we, we, we kind of like, for example, like dating, we... <laughs> Like there's no problem to like have sex on the first date because you know you're just getting to know the other person, for example. Um, yeah, like it's it's so it's so laid back. Um, I know that for example in the America they have a lot of you know dating games. You have to follow this pattern on this date. You have right. to like do this, and then on the next date you have to do that. But then like right. Norway is like you know we're just, just getting for to it. know each other just go for it yeah <laughs> wow that's, that's quite, quite interesting fun. that's quite yeah. interesting i thought it would have been quite like different vibe since since it's scan i i would consider scandinavia more towards the germans aspect of um mm. uh the german aspect of interpersonal relationships than this it's quite interesting quite and um, I had this question. When you're talking about your law and order system, um, you said about your... It's, it's, quite, it's quite a famous thing. Like, Norwegian prisons are like hotels in other countries. Is that oh, true? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah, like, prisoners, they can, like, get, like, uh, PlayStation uh, okay. and, and stuff, yeah. And, like... Oh, cool. Sorry to interrupt you. What is the least serious crime that can get me to prison in Norway? I want to go to a Norwegian prison and play FIFA. Wait, what did you say? At least, least serious. Least crime? serious, yeah, crime that oh, can get serious, me to prison. Okay. It's actually um, a joke, but still, I want if if, if I had an option of going to a Norwegian prison, huh. I think I'll really think about it. Like, mm, let's spend, like spend, like spend the winter <laughs> in a Norwegian prison playing PlayStation. Like vacation time, Norway yes. prison time. <laughs> <laughs> um okay that's a really good question i guess like shoplifting 
Um, okay. Like, yeah, because the thing is that, okay, so when it comes to like Norwegian police women, policemen, like, or like just like the police in general, um, very, very chill people, like very nice. You can just like go up and talk to them like casually. So it takes, it takes a lot <laughs> kind of like, you know, okay, we have this, okay, for example, we have this graduation, graduation thing in Norway, we, uh-huh. we party. So when you're like in high school and just before you have your exams, we have like something called Rus, Rus, Rus ceremony. So mm-hmm. just, I call it the Rus, by the way. Okay. And it's where we party for like three weeks um, three weeks yeah <laughs> and we wear like red red pants and uh-huh. with our like usually with our names and right. then we buy like huge party buses and we like pimp them up and we have like lots of lead lights we have like a bubble bar and it looks wow. really really cool like and it's it, it's like a full-on rave party right um oh my and God. then all, as well like you have you have your own like cards like it's kind of like it's almost like a fun business card so you have like your name and you have like a stupid um <laughs> sentence or like a phrase on there right. uh, and right. you just like and you give it out to p if to because when you are a verse and you're like in this period it re- it happens around may by the way because it's like around you know our constitution day um right. kids will see you in your red pants and they will run up to you and tried to like chase after you and they were like ask you do you have any cards why <laughs> what do you do with the cards you don't do anything you just collect them <laughs> and really? we're like yeah yeah yeah. Here, here yeah here you go and you just like give it out to the kids and they're like oh my god yes <laughs> i got this card oh my god oh it's and qu- this person <laughs> it's quite st- uh, why what do you do with a card it's a card with the person's name and the super stupid sentence about that person and people actually go around <laughs> asking to collect that card i it's, i it's don't just, see it's the... just fun for kids i know i know it's it's so weird the thing is the, no other country has this and i don't know it's yeah just like see it as a stupid business card because i mean kids get very excited like okay so the card has uh, your picture on it your right. name and then it also right. has like a phrase and it might i don't know some people like to like stick some other things in there and it can be very like inappropriate stuff because i want to see you... yours okay you're sending me a photo of yours after we finish this podcast immediately oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so now, now you know at least uh, so yeah it's it's a complete it's a complete ray but then at the end of it you kind of when you've been partying like for three weeks you get get very tired and you're like oh my god and then people kind of like to wear these pants for like three weeks and no it's like you can't do that it's gonna get it's 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 not it's gonna be very unhygienic like unclean unclean yeah um so yeah we're crazy uh wow (laughs) in short norwegians are more wild than i'd imagine to be honestly (laughs) yeah and it's like three weeks like no but like just like some weeks before our exams like we haven't even graduated at that point oh 
And so, so when we when we turn off for exams, like you will feel extremely drained because of you know all the partying, all your yeah. energy went out like socially, and um, you didn't have time to study. Um, <laughs> you're showing up, and like of course you have you have a bit of time, but like you could have done way better. Uh, and uh, yeah, and then you have your exams, and uh, you are completely wasted. Uh, <laughs> 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 and, and then afterwards, you 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 can like actually graduate. But we actually call the Rus graduation. I don't know. It's I, it's very illogical, to be honest, <laughs> in my opinion. And very Norwegian, as you would say. It's very it's an, yeah. I, 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 I haven't heard of any other people doing this so i think it's like a, a specific norwegian rave wow interesting yeah i so mean if, if i'm in norway and i see somebody in red pants with their names on it i'll be like can i have your card can i have your card <laughs> you, yeah you can you can <laughs> because they will give that. it out to adults as well i remember uh-huh. my my mother actually uh she's she's thai and she's swedish so when she came to norway um it was, and it was like on her, it was the first time that she experienced the Norwegian Constitution Day. And uh, Arus, he walked up to her and he was like, here, have my card. And <laughs> and she was like, oh, and yeah, and th- no. Okay, so she was walking with a friend and then uh-huh. her friend, suddenly, that friend was Norwegian. And then suddenly her friend said, um, oh, look, here comes Arus. And she's like, Arus? what is that and, and she yeah and she was like oh like are they russian because it sounds like <laughs> that's a good question that's a logical good question <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and she's like no what like that friend had no idea that she didn't know what others was and then right. that guy came up to her and was like here have my card and she was like uh okay and then she like got it she read it and it was like really inappropriate like, <laughs> and she was like, oh, my God, do you want me to beat you up? <laughs> she told the guy. He was like, what? No. And then he just, like, ran away because she got so mad at him. She had no idea what the whole thing was. Um, yeah, that's a fun I mean, little story. I, I, I mean, what if it's a little, like, what if the guy who gives a card and it's written, like, all hot milfs in the area hit me up yeah <laughs> that's the sort of shit that guys would write on the card and give it oh god and if you don't <laughs> understand the uh, dude, that's so f- i i can imagine being that guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean it's just good humor but i understand yeah. my mother had like she was she had no idea what this whole what? thing she was she she didn't know what norwegian people were doing <laughs> yeah I, I I would be quite surprised if I didn't know this and some random guy or girl gives me a card and something interesting was written on it. But nice. Yeah, I mean, we nice. also have like this, it's called Russeknute. So you do a lot of like challenges on, you, on, on like the Norwegian Constitution Day, for example, as well. Uh, so like there's like this thing that um, you might be like dared to put like a learning a learning you know when you're like about to learn how to drive a car and you have like this mm-hmm. learning sign right and it has like a big l we have yeah that. yeah we have like a big yeah. l yeah it can also stand for looser in other countries because it's like a red large l so <laughs> you go up and you like 
stick it on to a police car. (laughs) (laughs) And the police will see it and they will usually just laugh because they're like, oh, it's just that it's, you know, just like stupid humor. And they'll like laugh because they've been also Rus as well. So, yeah. Yeah. But if I'm going to a Norwegian prison, that's what I want to go to Norwegian prison for. For writing L on a Norwegian police car. And then I'll spend my summer in Norwegian prison, play some PlayStation with some really nice <laughs> Norwegian criminals and improve yeah. maybe some... Wow, this is brilliant. This is brilliant. So, moving I mean, on. It's fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Please, com- please complete what you want to say. Okay. So, um, they actually have a lot of people who you know, go, like, people who are, like, um, who can, who have, like, some sort of talent to, like, and go to the the prisoners and, like, they can, like, teach them stuff and, like, keep Mm. them entertained, like, make them learn new stuff, like, guitar, like, a guitar lesson. I think that's pretty cool. I mean, the thing is that it's really nice because it really helps um, uh, prisoners kind of, like, get out and, like, get ready for life and, like, see, you know, this is if you could like not break very harsh rules you could mm-hmm. you know do all this you could have all this freedom and you could you know have this life and uh, instead of you know like a lot more stricter prisoners around uh, prisons around the world where it's just harsh and you know they get treated really badly i'm not saying that you shouldn't get any punishment of course because you know it's still you have to have some justice to what you did yeah you have to understand right. the consequences but not don't make it affect your life like the worst thing because you should get help also to get out and live a normal life after rehabilitation you know I mean? more than retribution that is like a, yeah that's like a really classic argument for how criminal justice system should be in a lot of countries where most criminal justice systems are focused more on retribution for a person's crime by robbing them of their time and freedom while Mm. the Norwegian model is more on lines of rehabilitation that's why it's called like a hotel it's not like you're depriving them of their basic dignities but you these people will be released into society at one point so you want them to come out better than how they went in which is not or how most prison systems in the world deal with that particular problem right well yeah kind of in the same line norway is for a lot of people the best country in the world to live in terms of a lot of indicators or factors like the ocd better life index norway's number one Index of public integrity, integrity, always number one. Freedom index, always number one. Democracy index, always number one. So as a person living there, is, is this the closest that humanity has gotten to an ideal nation, state, country, or a society? What do you think? I would actually say so. Um... I have lived in a lot of different countries and I would say that Norway is still the best country to live in where you actually can feel happy. Um, A lot of people say that, oh, but it's not worth it because of the high taxes, but like they really forget what the high taxes actually means. Like the government gives you so much for your high taxes. Um, So yeah, I would, I would definitely say so. Um, 
we also have a lot of trust in our in our you know in our government as well because they you know they give so much they they're kind of very transparent i i wouldn't always say you know always because you know governments aren't always that um but yeah definitely and then you also have you know the nature as well you have the nature and then you there's a lot of security in in the land um you can your kids can go to to school and you know not feel like they're not they're like gonna get murdered so yeah but of course there's a lot we could do like better because you know if you look at we i mean we profit a lot of a lot out of our oil and i think that that is what the world knows a lot of us by i guess where we might be seen as a bit greedy because of the oil and it's very, you know, unsustainable, but it really helped us get on our feet. And I hope that, um, but there's a lot more we can do because I mean, we have a lot of money. We can put it towards, you know, and this is, can be a bit controversial or because I know not, not a lot of people support this, but like nuclear fission technology or nuclear, nuclear uh, fusion as well, like putting it into, energy we have a lot of money come on like <laughs> put it into like innovation and research yeah um, to develop it, ourselves a lot more if i'm not mistaken norway has the largest sovereign wealth fund in the world higher than yes. china bigger than saudi arabia or the united states and i think a huge majority of that comes from the oil reserves that Norway has and the Norway case is quite in Norway's relation to oil is quite interesting because Norway didn't become like a petrodollar state like the Middle Eastern states did they kind of how do you say cons they, they didn't like turn it into a international hub of commerce and culture and business but they kind of use that so on that wealth in a long-term uh long-term planning where the citizens, like you said, have a lot of benefits and security, which a lot of other countries don't, which are based on this oil, but also have the highest, one of the highest oil pr uh, gas prices in the world. I think Norway's mm. gas price per gallon is like the highest. So you as a consumer also is paying a lot of money, even though you produce more oil than, and that's kind of like the government's, um, I would say, strategy to make sure the taxes which are collected from that oil is going directly to the uh, benefit of the citizens that are living there. But that raises one important question, which um, it's, it, 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 it regards immigrants. So when an immigrant comes into a Norwegian society, he, has, he or she has not been paying those taxes for let's say the first 25 or first 30 years of his life. But if he becomes a citizen of Norway, he does get the benefits that a Norwegian citizen who has been paying those taxes will get. So how does no Norway deal with that? I I'm not very sure about your immigration policies, but I, I know that there are a lot of immigrants from countries like Somalia, from Kurdistan, Iraq, Pakistan, who do come to Norway and do settle there. So how is your immigration situation like? in Norway? I would say that we are very free. We are very um, generous, you know. Um, I, uh, 
<clears throat> I would not say that we are as giving as Sweden because Sweden does have quite some problems with uh, their economy because they haven't been able to balance out uh, what they should give to people who are immigrants, but then also to people who are, you know, retired. So they have a lot of retired people out on the streets. And I think that you can, you should be able to balance it pretty, pretty, a lot more better <laughs> than that. Um, mm-hmm. um, I don't, I don't know. It's a, it's a bit hard to say. Uh, I wouldn't say that I'm very educated in that area because it's not, um, while, while we do, of course, give a lot of support, like, you know, accommodation and like if they need that, you know, and of course, like free healthcare, but like, yeah, we, of course, we have that. Um, and yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I don't completely know how to answer that question. No, no, it also feels enough. a bit ig- ignorant, uh, not ignorant, but it feels like it wouldn't be right because from a perspective that I am not a, a full immigrant, I wouldn't have seen, you know, every perspective to know. Right, right. But are, are there a lot of immigrants? Do you, know, do you personally know a lot of people who immigrated to Norway? Yeah, you, I, I have. Yeah. How has it, how has it been for them? Are they quite, uh, are they able to... Uh, I, I I like to them. Are they able to assimilate? Where I used to assimilate, not to mean like forget all the traditions and become Norway, but has Norwegian society been quite accepting where they've been able to preserve their home country's traditions as well as you know integrate with Norway's society as well? I would say that we have been very accepting and that we are very open to new cultures and from. A lot of people that I have met who are also immigrants, they have been very, they have wanted to learn, they have wanted to, you know, mix up our cultures. And I think that's very cool. I remember seeing uh, a woman once, she she made like a bunad and it was, uh, I don't remember her name, but um, it was uh, a, a mix of, I, I wonder actually, I think she, I wonder if she was Cindy uh it was a long time ago, but yeah, she was a bit Cindy, and then she she had a boot now, but she made it like um, Cindy patterns, and I think I think mm. that's very beautiful because, it be, like I like I said before, I I really enjoy when a country becomes like a bit more international, like more accepting of other countries, and like you know, right. mixing up cultures. Like I think it's very very fun. Like it brings a lot of insight and perspectives into individuals as well so yeah hmm. the sun is like coming on the other side so i need to like move. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think I, I look like edward from twilight so i need to like <laughs> yeah yeah you're like strategically position yourself based on where the yeah. sun is brilliant <laughs> exactly. brilliant brilliant so <clears throat> we talk about all this but you talk about multicultural integration i was reading while doing the research for norway that your national food is actually tacos like Norwegians mm. love to eat tacos. What's the truth in that? Uh, that is true. Um, actually, our traditional food or dish is actually something called fodikol. It's basically like boiled cabbage uh, with like lamb's meat or like mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, sheep's meat. And then you have like some big, big like whole peppers and like, yeah. <laughs> 
but we hardly eat it um <laughs> even though it's supposed to be our traditional traditional food so yeah it's basically tacos um we eat oh. tacos like yeah i apparently we eat from some place that i read i don't remember so i i can't be a clear source or i can give a clear source but we eat like the second most tacos after like mexico um wow <laughs> who would have thought the tacos we're like second most six million people i don't understand yeah. um yeah but at the same time i do because we eat at least tacos every week um there's like is it like taco friday taco torsdag taco i think yeah taco friday uh, wow. that is like yeah i don't i don't follow this rule um <laughs> i don't eat tacos every week uh, <laughs> uh, but we do but, have our own version of tacos ah that's that was my question so it's like yeah. this no norwegianified taco not mm. the original de mexico Yeah, <laughs> I think Mexicans would be very sad. They'd be quite <laughs> unhappy with what you did to your tacos. Yeah. <laughs> Mi propio taco, por qué tu comida? <laughs> They'll be quite upset. Luckily, I understand some Spanish, so I, I actually got that. Um, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So in our tacos, uh, so it's, we have like taco shells or it's like a tortilla. And mm-hmm. then we have like, uh minced meat like with like taco uh like already made taco spices and right. then we have sour cream on top of it with some shredded cheese and like white cheese like and sometimes like mozzarella uh, and then like cut up cucumber tomatoes uh, red onions um corn <laughs> so not sometimes paprika uh, and then sometimes jalapeno so yeah that's our version and i think that mexicans would not like it but i actually think <laughs> it's really good i think it's really good and i'm very happy that norwegians actually kind of do it because otherwise they might eat more unhealthy food like it's good that they get some vegetables in their diet right right um but another traditional food uh, <laughs> that we also eat a lot is uh, frozen pizza um which i mean we put it yeah we i mean we put it in the oven but it's like frozen pizza Ah. we eat that a lot like it's what we usually eat is like a pizza called grandiosa and it's a very boring pizza to be (laughs) honest but it's 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 a bit good as well but yeah (laughs) wow no when you said frozen pizza i actually thought No, when you said frozen pizza, I actually thought you guys ate eat it frozen. I was like, don't do microwave the frozen pizza. <laughs> we don't do that because we don't have, you know, we don't have heaters here. It's just cold because it's a cold country. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Um, so, yeah, we all see that every week. Um, and uh, it's very sad because it's the most... Um, eaten food on Christmas uh, as well. And... Uh, Where and what what, have we become? <laughs> yes, you guys are appropriating Mexican and Italian culture as your main source yeah. of nutrition. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. So let, let's get back a little bit about the the demographic of Norway. 
while I was reading on it, I, I kind of understood that you have two official languages, one being Norwegian, another being Sami. And uh, yeah. am I correct? That's factually correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yep. Sami is the language that is spoken by the, how do you guys call them? I would say indigenous people of who have been living in the Scandinavian area. How would you guys call the Sami people? Um, how we would call them. Uh, do you consider them to be like the indigenous people or am I, should I? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's the most appropriate word. I have actually been wor- uh, wondering the same thing because, mm-hmm. I mean, they are, they they did come here like a really, really long time ago. Uh, they settled like in Northern Norway and Northern Sweden. So that's where they are. But then they also have, you know, a lot of people who have the same heritage in, for example, like Finland. Uh, and then of course, like in Siberia as well. Uh, so they have like migrated um, and that is how I yeah that that is what they know that they they their migration pattern travels through Siberia to like northern Norway and Sweden um, and uh, um, so I would say they're native at least to Norway uh, northern Norway and northern Sweden and that's like mm-hmm. the most correct way I would say that that is how it is. We also call them in our language uh, Same. And mm-hmm. I really like that our two official languages, or that we have two official languages, one for them and then right. one for, you know, us who lives a bit more south. Um, so how are they different from like you? Like uh, like a typical, I, I don't like to say, I don't like to put like a typical Norwegian, but how are they different from, they're the minority uh, community, if I'm not mistaken. So how are they different from the majority Norwegians, the Sami people? Um, so uh, the heritage is very different. Uh, they, I mean, they came from Siberia and they came mm-hmm. here longer, like lo- way longer than we did. Uh, but then... Um, so they don't have like the Viking is the Viking or the pa- pagan uh, mystic traditions there. It's right. not ingrained in their culture. Uh, but then at the same time, like they're, they're most, okay. So they're, they're really big, like reindeer herding people. Mm. Um, for example, like the, it's, it's just a really big part of their culture. Uh, but for example, when you and I were in Siberia, we could see that like in the, in the Nenets right. uh, as right. well. And um, for example, you don't you don't ask them how many reindeer you have, like to a specific individual, because uh, it's gonna be rude. It's like asking someone how much money do you have, like right. uh, so, yeah. And and they like mm. for from the reindeer they use everything, like you know the antlers they can like use them like for for some of their knives, like it's like carving, right. yeah, like carving tools. Um, right. I need to move away from the sun. I hope this is okay. <laughs> um, perfect, perfect. Yeah, uh, and um, oh yeah, they do a lot of like um, uh, berry plucking as well, um, like foraging for uh, mushroom, different different mushrooms. Mm. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, do they like very superficially? Do they superficially look different from you guys? Are they like, like for example, the Siberian people that we met in 
the 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 yeah, they're like superficially quite different from the Russians that are the majority community here. Are the Sami people the same in Norway? Um, yeah, I from what, what I see, they well, Sami people look a bit more closely to Norwegians or like you know, Slavic people than what um people in Siberia do. Um Mm-hmm. But I think it's because they've been more mixed. I, I mean, right. if we talk about people from Siberia, they they look mostly mostly like they they are some sort of Northern Asian or like Eastern right. a, a bit Eastern Asian. Because I think it's because of their geographical location. But then right. I can I think that in my opinion, Sami they kind of look like they are a mix between Norwegian people or like Swedish Scandinavian people with Siberian people. Mm. So they they look like a mix. I've seen that a lot of them have uh, a bit of like monoliths. Uh, by the way, the Sami people, they, are, they have monoliths, but then they also have like uh, some blue eyes and then they have like, you know, a straighter um, nose bridge, for example, mm. as well. Like there, yeah, there's... And then lighter hair color, like I've seen, like some people have like a bit of blonde in them, um, mm-hmm. a big mix. I would interesting. Say. That's quite interesting. We did like there, and there are Sami people in Finland, in Russia. To Russia, it's very less, but they do exist. So it's this, how to say, Northern European people group, which is very old and kind of very less in number at this point of time so that is also something which i wanted to clarify and can i ask something which is quite interesting norway rejected the chance to be part of the european union in i don't know in the 80s if i'm not mistaken why would you know would you happen to know why that was the case why norwegians did not want to be part of the european union uh, I remember reading about this, but I've completely forgotten the the purpose uh, of it. But to be honest, I think it was probably a good idea anyway. I but I do like that we're like a part of the European Economic Area, anyways. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't know. I ca- I can't give I can't give like a clear yeah. answer because I, I don't. L- remember. Let's not speculate then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But uh, two Norwegians who off late have been the best at what they do. Uh, I, I hope you know them because you don't know Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, which was, which is all right. This is like a highly football specific term. But Magnus Carlsen and mm. Erling Haaland, Haaland, how you like to call it, have been like really... Really, really significant Norwegians in their particular field, Carlsen in chess and Haaland in football. So how are you, how, how, are these guys the rock stars? Are these guys are like are these like the people representing Norway and are, are they like the pride of Norway in the sense they represent your country in and they're the best at what they do from across the world? Yeah, I've seen them a lot at like in commercials as well. Like they're mm-hmm. just like in random commercials, so I would I would definitely say so. Um, we are very proud <laughs> because, as I said, we are very you know we we don't have a lot of people in our country, but then we have yeah. like you know some people who are world known like for their talents. 
and it makes us yeah Norwegians are pretty much patriotic to, to be honest but like not in I wouldn't say in a bad way um so yeah mm. also like you know oh. having like hmm? no, no, carry on oh sorry wait about what uh, uh, you're saying about patriotism oh yeah um I mean you can see it like in the Norwegian constitution day for example um I, I see that in a lot of countries, like they feel like shy about waving their own country flag because they feel like, oh, it's it's too. It it seems like we're bragging or something. But uh, yeah, Norwegians do that a lot. Like we, okay. So if you go in Norway and like you go around neighborhoods, you will see that people have like their flags raised like hmm. with the Norwegian flag. It's for us it's no big deal and it's also not like we're not saying that we're the best it's just yeah it's just what we do <laughs> interesting i know i kind of have felt that off late there's been this um there's been this push where patriotism or this place of patriotism kind of started to be associated with uh discrimination or mm. a sort of a sense of uh how to say supremacy of my people over yours it has kind of developed of late so in some parts of the world people are not very optim they're not very enthusiastic of um showcasing their patriotism. i personally fall into that category where i'm not very enthusiastic of um you know being patriotic in the sense where like yo india is cool it's the best no, I'm, I'm, i'm proud to be indian and i try my best to uh help educate people about indian culture and what's cool about that but i am more timid in my expressions of patriotism because it, how i see it my, my patriotism might be somebody else's source of oppression too It's kind mm. of an idea which I I kind of got to learn the as I got older. So um, it's quite interesting that Norway has this uh, how to say default sense of patriotism, but it's quite normal to be patriotic. It's quite cool. <laughs> I think it's quite cool. Also, what you said about you know that you don't you you feel like you know if you wave like oh I'm I'm Indian we're the best country like. <laughs> um that um that people you know it can be the form of another person's like oppression uh yeah. i I, th i think yeah i think that's why there's been more this movement of i see that a lot of people aren't very proud or like they're, it's not that they're not proud but like people don't do it like in a dramatic way that yeah. way that maybe like norwegians or like i see that also people from in the u.s do um and I think that you guys are also right in the way that you don't do it. Like, I don't do that with like, you know, the Swedish flag. Like, I don't, I don't sing the Swedish uh, na na the uh, national song. I don't wave around the Swedish flag. I don't tell people I'm the, <laughs> I'm a part of the best country in the world. It's Sweden. I don't do that. I think it's because of that it's Norway <laughs> and that mm -hmm. Norway actually has felt, you know, oppression in, in its early years. And that, that is why they feel like they can express this because Norway has, well, 
except for when they were Vikings, they haven't really done a lot of, you know, bloodshed and a lot of like, let's take over and dominate another, another right. country and its people. And right. that, that is why it feels so wrong to them, except for that. I would say that, you know, Norway has, you know, in Norway and Sweden have been very discriminated towards like Sami people like before, like a lot before we try to, um, make them Norwegian or Swedish, make them learn a language. Like it, it had to be language you had to speak, you had to go to school, you have to like get rid of your uh, your old ways or your old traditions. And yeah, but we've, we've learned from that, of course. Um, we don't do that anymore. Or from what I see, at least, like it's not, you shouldn't be open at least about, you know, being rude to to them because it would be right. of course wrong we have evolved naturally um but yeah that, that that's quite an important point and uh from what from what i see i think the smaller your I, I, the group that you identify with the more pronounced your sense of um, patriotism would be naturally i kind of feel the same way if for example um in india if i come from like a minority group linguistically in the sense but we have 35 million people which is <laughs> which is five times the population of norway almost six times but we kind of identify that we should be talking other language in our our place and not the language of the majority community of india so we are quite patriotic Patriotic, I use the term in the sense, not as a nation, but as our people group in trying to preserve our linguistic and cultural identity and not try to be too assimilated to the whole Indian uh, dogma, let's call it. But I think it is also quite dangerous if we fall into this echo chamber of only listening to my people and that sense of uh, group identity kind of shuts me off from all the mm. other opinions which might be coming from other parts of India too. It's 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 not it's not a good comparison between my situation and like situations in other people. But patriotism, off late, uh, at least from Indian context, I become quite skeptical of no not skeptical, quite cautious of it because in it it can also be used in this sense where if you do not agree with what the government in the center or whatever government is trying to push you can be labeled unpatriotic and you can be you know labeled a pariah and or anti-national that's the word we use in india so if you don't agree with what the government in the center is doing what are the majority populist opinion is you're unpatriotic you're an anti-national and you are basically one day you become the enemy of the state so mm. i kind of am you know cautious but i do respect mm. when people showcase their people their cultures traditions and language and all the other aspects of that now yeah <laughs> that, 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 that discussion went on quite a political tangent didn't it <laughs> yeah i well, mean politics is um yeah <laughs> anyway, i'm listening no no the, the, go ahead go ahead uh, no, my next question was 
a certain word in Norwegian, and you have to tell me all the meanings of it because I heard this word okay. as like quite a lot of meanings. The word is quite simple. It's ha. Oh, it's uh, ha. Ha. Okay. Yeah, ha. Uh, so it's spelled with an H, and then we have like a special uh, letter, and it's it it, it pronounces like ah. So uh, ha. Um, ha. And uh, uh, yeah, it can, it can, it's, we are, I would say that we don't say, we don't need to say that much. It means, excuse me, what did you say? <laughs> oh, what are the meanings so, of that word? <laughs> yeah. So if you, if you like prick me on the shoulder uh-huh. and you tell me something, and I don't catch what you're saying. I'm just uh-huh. going to be like, huh? <laughs> okay. Or uh, like. If I don't understand like what you mean, I'll still be like, huh? <laughs> so it's it has like it's always like linked with you know a question mark after. Ah, it. it's like eh. In my language, it's like that. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> you can also. Oh. Like, eh. oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> also very short. Yeah. Yeah, it's very short. It's like eh. So in Russian, it's like sto. In Russian, it's quite long. Like sto. Really. Oh, in English, like what? How do you say sto? Sto. It, it, it feels kind of aggressive when you say it, but that's in the sense in, in, in the where you don't understand what the person's saying. Then like, you can ask like that. But in my language, it'll be like, eh. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> more comical in my language, isn't it? Uh, I think it's very cute to hear. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, it's like, ha. <laughs> ah. It's eh. like, yeah, it's like, it's like the opposite because it's like, eh. So it's like, kind of like, E H at the end, and then yeah, we just yeah, like H. That's true. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice. So, um, let's like uh, conclude this. We've been going on for like two, almost two hours, which is quite great. And um, I want to talk more about the place that you work because that is re- that was really interesting. And I read up on the website, and you guys have like Arctic foxes, mm. elk reindeers and the wolves the socialized and the wild wolves so what so if i come there i can like literally go play with all these animals all these wild animals um i wouldn't by the way i wouldn't really say okay so first of all we have like around 20 species we have like 300 like individual animals currently um i wouldn't say that you can just go in there and play i would i would like advise you against it because you know it's really great to keep the wildness in them because um by the way these animals like can not be released back into the wild um Mm -hmm. again so um otherwise it like i mean i think we would we would do that um uh if you go there i would say you can uh get to know animals like you will get to to learn about them so you can actually go inside to arctic foxes and the reindeer Mm. for example and you can uh you can feed them so with the reindeer you feed them like um something called lob um it's like a fungili and uh the arctic fox yeah fungili so it's like a hybrid between like um 
like grass and moss kind of or like okay. mushrooms i for, i don't okay i just i think i've completely or completely forgotten some of it but yeah um and then you can also go to the arctic foxes and and we also have uh, three red foxes as well um and you can like feed feed them like some sort of meat um and you can also try to get them to walk on your back oh so you can do that as well yeah that sounds <laughs> That's exciting funny. Yeah, so do that, and uh, but then I can also tell you that you can go inside to our lynxes, and um, uh, yeah, so it's like it's almost like a bobcat kind of, uh, mm. like it, we have the European uh, lynx, uh, and uh, so when you go inside, uh, they will you will not feed them. You should not be able to touch them because you know there's like a mutable, immutable, immutable. <laughs> Like mutable? Is that how you say it? Like respect? I, I didn't understand. Oh, what What are you trying to say? That was mutual. Mutual. That's mutual. Ah, mutual. Okay. Yeah, mutual. <laughs> mutable. Um, mutable. Yeah. So um, they will not touch you, and you will not touch them. But if you have like some shoelaces that are like very dangly, and you have like a frilly shirt, like they will like try to grab it, and they might do it with the claws. And it's you know they're big. They're big cats. Not right. as big as lions, of course, but yeah, it it's not wow. advisable. But they will like follow you around. They're very socialized at the same time. Um, and then the wolves. So if you go inside to the wild wolves, um, you, so you can as well do that. Um, you will be able that. to be there for like yeah, you can do that. You I can do that, do that for like always. one. Hey, you should do that. It's it's um, no problem. I mean, you just have to be at least fifteen years old or like older um and uh, you will be able to be there for like one hour the wolves will like come all around you uh and like be be around you you will like be sitting like in in like a square with with the others who might have you know wanted to be there as well and um the the very the very knowledgeable and very professional people who work with wolves like will be there and they will like educate you talk to you about wolves you'll be able mm-hmm. to ask a lot of questions and they will like throw mm-hmm. some some meat to the wolves like some treats and the wolves will not come closer than like maybe like four meters not oh, closer they, because so you won't touch no. the wolves you won't touch the wolves no okay because they're so scared they're so scared you try to touch one they will just run away mm. so this is what i talked about before like they're not aggressive at all like if a wolf attacks you might be a very sick wolf like maybe has some mental problems as well and i'm talking right. about like huge ones or they have yeah they can have like rabies they can um mm. Or you are actually doing something that's very threatening. You're like pushing the wolf into a corner and the wolf doesn't see, doesn't see any other escape. So they will jump at you and yeah. bite you. Right. And then they Lost might the run away. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. right. <laughs> the sun. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> the sun's been quite wild today in Norway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's not Crazy. usually like that, people. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh my um, well, Charlotte, I, I, I just want to ask one more thing, and you can, you know, refuse to answer if you want. But okay. with the 
current situation that's going on in Russia, what do no Norwegians and normal Norwegians, and no, I don't care about the government, but what do people think is happening? What do you think the... I mean, uh, I don't know. What do you think about the situation? I'll, answer a follow-up, I'll ask a follow-up question after that. Um, Norwegians are very worried. Of course, we don't want Russia to do this. Uh, we also think that, yeah, we, we've seen a lot of pictures and footages of what's happening, for example, in Kyiv. Um, we want Russia to stop. Um, mm -hmm. I also, I would say from my perspective, I do get Putin's point, but I don't think that it's the right way. And I think that he kind of has to let go of the past mm -hmm. and not, you know, drag innocent lives into this. Um, so, yeah, I would say that's mostly it. Um, but yeah, we, I mean, there's, it, it's everywhere on the news. Um, I think that some of us might fear that there is like a third world war happening uh, if he doesn't stop. Like a lot of countries will, of course, uh, take some more, um, will take some action into it, into this and it might lead to catastrophe. And that is why I also understand why Biden is also not taking a direct approach. He's rather just warning uh, Putin right. at this point. Did that answer your question? And then, yeah, I just, I just want to know, like, what normal... I just want to know what Norwegians were thinking, like, normal people, like... Mm. Yeah, it's kind of the same. I, I've been getting phone calls and uh, messages from people I haven't talked to in years, like, bro, are you okay? What's happening? Just, no, it's kind of comforting that people wanted to inquire what's happening with me, but still, it's quite a difficult situation to be And There's, like, a cloud of negativity, a little bit of sadness with everybody i talk to russians foreigners that live in russia everybody it's been quite a difficult few days for everybody and i hope things come to a stop really very soon yeah so. i've seen a lot i mean china as well is is not really supporting this i mean uh it just seems like everyone is like going against what is happening and i just yeah. hope Putin understand he has absolutely no one, I from what I know, to take his side, and that might he the consequences will absolutely be big. Um, and I have also been wondering how is it for Russians as well, you know, living living in Russia, how how is it? I, I've seen that there's been a lot of protests. I feel like I'm turning this interview on you. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so but it's been on my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Russians are kind of, I'd say, it, since Russia is not like a very democratic country the same way, you know, Western Europe or India to an extent is where protest, dissent are all considered part of a healthy democracy. But here protest is considered very serious where if you're arrested, your prospects of a future job, of your financial security, all these things can be extremely affected. So if you are going to the streets to protest, you're a really brave person. And most people I talk to in Russia, 
don't 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 want the war. I'm not saying they don't see the point of the war. There's like a lot of geopolitical maneuvering in it, but most people don't want their people to die. And Russia and Ukraine are so close. It's like it's basically like Sweden and Norway. It's like it, yeah. they're so similar that you can't differentiate them if you're not either one of them. So it's quite sad to see it happen. And they, there might be people I personally know who might have to serve if situations get even more serious because Russia has like this universal conscription thing where every adult male should serve for a few years or it's like automatically a reservist in case of a full-scale war. And if that's the case, then my friends would have to serve, which is quite scary to imagine even. So I hope it comes to a really quick resolution and I hope the suffering is as least as it is, as it can be. And I'm stuck in a pickle. I'm here in Russia. So the whole, you know, so Russia is kind of like the pariah, the bad guy in the world stage at this point. And some of that would reflect on anything I'm doing here too. So, and that's the natural consequence of deciding to come here, but no, you got to make do with what you have. So I hope it gets better very soon. I think most people should realize by now that um, Russians or people of other countries aren't always, you know, supporter of their governments. It doesn't yeah. usually have something to do with, um, with, uh, with them, like, because they can, you know, not support someone, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I think it's very sad that people still think that, oh, I completely represent my president or yeah. my the, yeah. the, my authority figure. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm quite, how to say, I'm quite like, uh, sorry to conclude it in like a sobering tone. <laughs> But uh, it's something important that we needed to talk about. But uh, anyways, Charlotte, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for talking about Norway. I learned a lot and I hope I can visit Norway at some point. I really want to visit Norway to play with the Bulls. And I'll definitely come to Asker and say hi to you if I'm there. And I need... Do, I need you to send a photo of your Rus card. I want to see what was written on it. I'm really, really curious. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you so much. Thank you for your time. I'll see you later. Bye. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you. Bye.